Welcome to the podcast. We are geriatric millennials discussing sapphic media one show at a time. But this episode, it's going to be a little different because we're not reviewing a show or a series. Uh, instead, we will do a roundup of some of the queer headlines circulating in social media these past few days. Right? But before we get into that, so hi, Amber. Happy Pride. How are you? Hi. You've been traveling, right? I'm good. Yeah, it's for work. I've been traveling a lot for work, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm exhausted, but glad to be back and glad to have this episode with you. Hello to everyone listening. Yeah, and since we don't have a GL, Philippine GL show at the moment, uh, I'd like to know, Amber, what have you been watching, like, Guide International? Um, any shows that you've been binging on? Well, I'm obsessed with Yellow Jackets. I started yeah. Yellow Jackets on episode 3. And at first, because I saw mm-hmm. the premise, I was a little bit hesitant to start it because it kind of reminded me of The Wilds season 2. I didn't even touch it. Is it good? Well, how do I go? <laughs> so there are a few factors that makes it different from The Wilds. One is there's like that nostalgia factor. Yeah. This happened in the 90s and it goes back and forth between their adult lives to like their teenage lives i'm a 90s kid like that was uh, although i wasn't a teenager in the 90s you know we grew up in the 90s right you know we were children in the 90s a lot of the music a lot of like just the culture um is very warped in the 90s so that 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 was the first thing that got me interested and then also like casting people that were really popular in the 90s Mm -mm. like christina ritchie Mm -mm. uh, juliet lewis elijah wood and I'm like, who else are you guys gonna get? Are you guys gonna get Devon Sawa? Elijah Wood. Nandun pala siya. Nandun siya. So um, so that was like the first thing that gripped me. But the next thing about it is yes, it's similar to the Wilds. The Wilds actually I thought had a very f- strong first season and just really faltered mm-hmm. by the second season and just kind of lost all its luster. It's like I felt like Amazon shot themselves on the foot with the second season. It's like you had a good show and then you just completely failed the second season. Um, but this is like the wilds, but like probably up the stakes like 200%. Mm-mm. I mean, we're talking like <laughs> cannibalism, Lord of the Flies with girls in it, and just like really like extreme, you know, circumstances. Like what will happen if you are just down to like your most, you know, almost like animalistic needs. Yes. Like you're not even human anymore. Okay. And it's just Careful, I about their morale. No spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think like everybody knows it's like a little bit of a cannibal show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just all about that. Or where where's your moral compass? How do you deal with that or ordeal that you had on your in, in your past? How do you face that as an adult? Mm-mm. You know, how fucked up basically how fucked up are you <laughs> in yes. your adult life if you dealt with that? Um, you know, when you were lost in the wilderness when you were 16 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's just very interesting. They are also from Seattle. So there are a lot of like cultural nuances that I can relate to. So yeah, that's why I'm really interested and like really fascinated with Yellow Jackets. Plus it has like, um, you know, a sapphic angle to it. One of like mm-hmm. the main couples there is, um, you know, two women. So again, you know, since... <laughs> That will always get me yeah. interested in interested. <laughs> so, mm-hmm, for sure. So yeah, yeah but um I, I think it's it's a it's a show that's very well done. 
I mean, of course, there will be moments that it will feel like a little slow, since especially since we're already at the second season. But I think it still remains very, very intriguing Mm-mm. and more of that mindfuck kind of a show. Yeah. So that's why it's appealing for me. So if you like those mindfuck type of things, you know, that you would see in like old Christopher Nolan movies like Memento or, you know... um, we're talking like old Darren Arfonsky, like Requiem for a Dream, like those types, which is just really extreme and can go dark, but also Mm-mm. still add humor to it. I, I think you would appreciate um, Yellow Jacket. For me, I've just finished Succession, the finale episode oh, yeah. season. I think one of the best <laughs> series that I've watched in the past few years. So I'm done with that. I'm trying to finish Marvelous Mrs. Maisel as well. Have you been watching that? No. Have you started that? No. No. No, I never yeah. started it. Yeah. But, um, I, I do watch Succession. I haven't, I'm not even close to even being, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, to the latest season. It's amazing. Um, um, I, yeah. I still watch local shows. <laughs> I still watch Dirty Linen. Yes. Um, We're going to watch... touch on that later and we're going to talk about that <laughs> later and i still i also watch like unbreak my heart which is like the first gma and absc band collaboration Mm-mm. and i th- i thought like for you know what it offers which is like very filipino melodrama that you see in those glossy movies that viva used to do um you know which like the trademark things that you can see like loris gillian do that's what it feels like Mm-hmm. And if I take it at face value that it's a melodrama, it's actually pretty good. I, I think the collaboration is pretty good. And <laughs> I even said it on like my Twitter, because I thought Joshua Garcia was uh, really good in it. And, <laughs> and I, said, I always said it. I always said this in this, in this podcast. I think other than that Darna role, he's a pretty strong actor. So, ayun. So, pwede naman ako hindi biased. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't think we were biased. We were just... Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people just saying, thought we were. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was really just the character. It was um, what it was. But yeah, so yeah, <laughs> it really was. <laughs> it's a badly yeah, so. character. <laughs> Hopefully, we get to review a new GL show too from the Philippines, and we're waiting for Rookie. That's a new project of Samantha Lee. And aside from that, I don't yeah, know if there's anything else. Is there anything else? Yeah, it's really just the Rookie. Um, with that one, it's a Cinemalaya entry. Yes. So it'd be interesting. Another work from Samantha Lee. Mm-mm. And it looks like Aya Fernandez is going Aya to Fernandez be in it. There. Yeah. Yeah. So it would definitely be something I would watch. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people are going like, well, there are a lot of things going on in like the different countries in terms of like TV shows, especially in Thailand. You know, why don't we review it? And again, to clarify, what we would like to review is mostly within like the Filipino landscape. So there's a reason why we're not reviewing those shows. Yes. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I know there's a request for us to like, hey, look at The Gap or look at um, Show Me Love. I think that's the title of, of like the one with the two beauty queens. Mm-mm. But again, this this whole podcast is focusing on the Filipino sapphic landscape. So yes. just to be clear. Uh-huh. And while we wait for that... Uh, let's dig in to the recent happenings in the LGBTQ yeah, plus world <laughs> locally. Yeah. So first Especially off... Especially during Pride Month. Yes. Mm-hmm. First off, one of the headlines was Michelle D's coming out. Officially coming out. That came out mm-hmm. on Mega Magazine. Mega. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So we'll talk and about Vogue. that. And Vogue. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. And also we'll 
we'll talk about McDonald's Philippines uh, SAFIC campaign or ad campaign that came out for Pride Month. There's a little bit of um, discussion around that yeah. ad. So and we'll, I have a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that <laughs> but, too. Uh, I'll talk later. And yeah. as well as uh, there's a little pairing that or sapphic pairing which is one <laughs> of our mainstream shows Janice so. de Belen and Andrea Andrea yes. de Rosario so we, have a, yes. we have a lot of Andreas in the Philippines so that's yes. Andrea de Rosario but main headline is Michelle D Michelle D officially came out and it was on Mega Magazine a day before I remember her tweeting something like big day tomorrow um, not just for myself but also for the community but that I'm supporting so that's not verbatim but mm-hmm. something like that right um, it's it's pretty close. Yes. Pretty close, yes. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. uh, my first thought was, oh, she's about to come out. Like that was like my first thought. Or she could also mean Binibining Pilipinas because <laughs> Binibining Pilipinas was about to I mean, like have their coronation night the day after. And you know, it's a community that she's part of, like pageantry, even though like she's uh, been uh, in uh, Miss Universe. But you know, they are th- these beauty queens. They do support each other, right? I remember like being mm-hmm. being Filipinas beauty queens watching the Miss Universe coronation night. So I was like thinking maybe that was it. But I was like 90% sure she was about to like come out. And true enough, she did. <laughs> this article came out the day after. Cover of the magazine. Cover of the magazine. And yeah. actually did two back-to-back features mm-hmm. um, with Mega and Vogue Philippines too. Mm-mm. So it was like a really big announcement uh, yes. with her um, just coming out. Um, and, and basically the way she sees it is she's controlling her narrative and finally mm-hmm. telling her story. So yeah. it, it, it's huge. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying like, why should it be that huge? Who cares? You know, that, you know, someone came out, the beauty queen came out, but it's actually like a few factors here. Um Michelle is a mainstream actress. She is a GMA star, uh, has a contract with GMA, still has like movies that are about to come out, um, and also is representing us in the Miss Universe pageant, Miss Universe Mm-mm. Philippines uh, pageant. And we talked about it this in the previous episode that people were leaking her photos when mm-hmm. she was young. And Basically, you know, and I, I said this before, I thought it was done really by her detractors. Like they were they were kind of pushing it like, oh, yeah, LGBTQ plus pride. But I really felt like it was done with malice when mm-hmm. when they brought out those photos. And she confirmed it in like those interview in the interviews for both Vogue and Mega, which is like she felt like those detractors wanted to show those photos just to kind of make her feel like she didn't deserve her win. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and this is when she's like, you know what? I'll drive my narrative. Mm -hmm. I'll tell my story. And she feels like she, she is also doing it and pushing forth the community too, which she wants it that people will see the community um, beyond just tolerance, but actual acceptance, Mm -hmm. which is like her, her biggest thing. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it is like a very big deal. And I thought, you know, you even said it like on, on Twitter that we needed to trend it because it's it's very important. It's yes. a huge milestone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bef- 
prior to her, Clea Pineda also came out, right? It was also on like another GMA, GMA artist, mainstream yeah. star, mm-hmm. GMA, GMA artist. Um, but I think there's like a different impact with this one because this was a girl that, you know, people tried to basically, again, you know, they tried to bash her and, you know, push this narrative by basically pushing her out of the closet, right? In a way. Um, but she she changed all that and put the power back uh, to her. That's why it's 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 a very important important and touching story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the link is still up on her Twitter. You guys just check it out. The article actually recounted her journey in pageantry. Uh, she won Miss World in 2019 or 2020. I think it's uh, 2019. Uh, Miss World Philippines yeah. uh, joined Miss Universe Philippines in 2022. And uh, where she lost to Telesti Cortesi, and now uh, she won in 2023. It also talked about her family background, growing up in Utah, how her mom is very much supportive of her. She even did talk about that photo, those photos. I think that was from her high school days, her nene days. That's what she calls it. And she even said that she tried to really put in the in the past because she, so she decided kind of to had, rebrand herself. Yeah, a rebranding. So mm-hmm. parang she wanted to put it in, in the past, you know, leave it in the past. It's not like she's suppressing it. She has a new... It was just not her anymore. Yeah, it's not. But her, it has nothing to not, do It's not with her. something that represents yeah. her anymore. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She also talked about people were asking why didn't she come out uh, during the competition or before the competition and she did address that and she said that she had another advocacy that she wanted to focus on and that was autism awareness and she, this has been her advocacy even before right so she said quite a few things one was you know she wanted to come out on her own terms mm-hmm. but also uh, what's interesting about that when people were telling her that she should come out um, during the competition, it's actually her management. So it means that her career advisors, they've been constantly talking about it. So it looks like it's been in the plans that at yes. some point she would address it. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as she did mention many times, it's an open secret. Like everyone in showbiz knows, mm-hmm. her peers knows, people in pageantry know. It's not something that she hid. It's just that it's not something that she talked about in public or she felt like, you know, she she really had to confirm it um, because, you know, for her, that's that's her that's her story to tell. Um, but, you know, so it looks like it, it was discussed with her career advisors that maybe she should come out during the actual competition. But she said it will overshadow everything else if if she did that. That was, that was just going to be everything that they'll talk about. And it just will, won't be about the competition or like her advocacy anymore, but just about like, oh, this, you know, beauty pageant slash actress yes. finally come, came out. Um, so I, I totally understand her on that part. And again, it's, it's her story to tell. And that should be like your own terms, right? You come yes. out on your own terms. It's never something that we should force. It's never something that, you know, we, we just speculate on and make it news. So it's, again, it's, it's, that's her story to tell. And that's exactly what she did, which is she knew that these, um, detractors, these bashers, were taking that story away from her. But mm. what she did is she took the power back and took back that narrative and told her story. And actually, the, the articles, both for Vogue and Mega, was pretty interesting. She openly talked about how when she was young, she she noticed that there was something a little bit different um, about her. 
um first thing was was you know yes sure she was attracted to like boy bands right to like the european yes. boy bands <laughs> um i remember but, a1 by <laughs> one sabi niya a1 yeah tawag ako sa a1 um i was like talaga yeah i i can relate i did like uh, european <laughs> boy bands too um but also she talked about meeting a family friend, right? A, a, a childhood friend. She was visiting the Philippines. At that time, she lived in the U.S. She was visiting the Philippines. She was like 11 or 12 years old. Met like a girl. And when she realized that she can't hang out with her anymore, she started crying. And she's like, why am I having these feelings for, Mm-mm. you know, um, a, a female friend? And that's when she kind of could get that she's a little different. Um, and then she, you know, she said like she was... She was more into things that boys would be into, and her mom actually addressed it <laughs> with mm-hmm. her, and was actually very, very open about her sexuality. Like even as a young kid, like it looks like Miss Melanie Marquez was very, very supportive of it, to the point of even telling her that if you are going to get a girlfriend, please get someone Mm-mm. who's at least prettier than you. Oh, oh, dapat mas maganda sa kanya. Tapos maganda sa kanya. Maganda ay para lang sa maganda, basically. Tawag-tawa ako sa part ng story because like she she mentioned that she introduced the girl to her mom. Uh-oh. And her mom's like, okay. that better not be your girlfriend. <laughs> She's know, not right? living up to my standards. <laughs> that was just so funny. I was like, is she um, your girlfriend? And then she said no. She's like, uh, no. Buti na lang. <laughs> Buti na lang daw. This is not up to her standards. I can imagine if so uh, Miss Melanie Marquez was like your mother-in-law. Like, <laughs> hard standards. Oo nga. Oo nga naman, beauty queen to beauty queen. So, beauty... Ang hirap naman. Maganda na daw para sa maganda. Uh, it, was, uh, it was just the way she told her story and was very open about like her whole experience too. And as she said, like when about her past, um, it's not because like it has anything to do with her sexuality. That's why she's you know, not really like showing it or anything like that. It's just that's not something that she relates to anymore. She said the only crime about her past was her style. Yeah. <laughs> it had nothing to do with her sexuality. <laughs> I just, it's more like the style that she's just not into anymore. Uh-oh. And just like something that she doesn't relate to anymore. And I mean, we know that in the past, talaga yung mga emo, emo hair. Oh, emo nga eh. But then we know that emo hair that time eh. Yes, kasi that was yeah, kasi like the da- in yun haircut. Uso dati. Yun yung uso dati. Have you had your emo dati, face? So. I was saying no, but then I looked at like my 2008 <laughs> photos and yeah, I did have like, sort of like the Avril Lavigne, Uh-oh. like, you know, the layers of Avril Lavigne yes. and had like the, you know, like two pink streaks. So I was like, no, never mind. I did have that face because I, I would always go like, nah, I didn't. And, <laughs> and I Everyone looked at did. my old... <laughs> I look at my old MySpace photos. That's when you know that's I'm aging myself. It's MySpace photos. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I did have like that phase. <laughs> Avril Levine, <laughs> Skater, skater boy. <laughs> um, um, phase, yeah. Right. And I think this is also a perfect timing for her. Like winning Miss Universe and then coming out after that. I mean, she has one of the biggest platforms now. And it's important because it's representation at its peak right <laughs> if you think about it um it is and I, beauty yeah. pageant is in huge in the philippines and for someone like her a miss universe miss universe philippine style holder coming out 
and telling the whole world that she's bisexual. That is huge in a country like the Philippines. Yeah, that's why I was saying, you know, you have to trend this hashtag because it's it's important. And as you said, you know, she wanted to do it within her own timeline and she felt like before this, it wasn't the right time. There are a lot of people as well saying that, oh, she just came out because hindi daw maingay yung pagkakapanala niya. <laughs> Ang ingay nga eh, daming detractors. <laughs> Nung nanalo siya, kasi ang daming yeah. nagaano. Like, every time that someone wins a beauty pageant in the Philippines, there's always, like, I think it's part of the culture of pageantry in the and Philippines, it's always I guess. Like, they always feel like, I don't know, uh, Dinaya or yes. something. They just, Hindi na mawawala it's just yun. like a lot of, it's a lot of hatred sa babae mm. every time, like, someone wins. That the, the way we um just are so critical of our you know, beauty pageant contestants, but we can't even give half of that to our politicians. I, I think it's very problematic. Uh. <laughs> um, you know, and, and and like the reason why they didn't like her was they felt like her answer was like too scripted. Like it's almost like she prepared for it. I, mm. I've never heard of anyone getting bashed because they prepared too much. <laughs> I wish we have that issue. That people prepare too much. Um, and yeah, and that was like one of the biggest things, which was... Um, you know, uh, she basically came out for clout. That's what yes. people are saying. Um, but the thing is, that's it's not like that at all. I mean, this was a girl that had her story stolen. Um, and this is her again, as I keep saying, she's taking her power back. Um, you know, people were releasing those photos with malice. And, Mm-mm. you know, she, she had to take a stand. And she understood her platform. She understood that it was for representation. And she said, telling her story, she hopes that, you know, other people too would relate to her. And I, a lot of people did. I did. Mm-mm. Especially when she talked about her middle school um, attraction and then like going through like, you know, boy band phases and then going <laughs> through, you know, the friend phase. It's 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 very, very relatable. In fact, well, was, um, and even... Um, what was it? One of those, um, I think it was Next Shark, um, which is like an international publication, did an article on her because, you know, you know, she officially came out and it's very big because this is this is like, you know, uh, they're Miss Universe Philippines. Um, and they talked about how people started telling their stories, too, with her hashtag. And that's very true. Um, Kai, Ergonomic Kai, one of like the... Um, big accounts um in the Jane Nella fandom, uh Darlentina fandom, actually like used the hashtag and kind of started a conversation and did like a screen capture of the part of the article when Michelle was telling her story about her attraction. Mm-mm. And that's when she knew she was um, you know, different. She's queer. And she's like, what was your story? And people use like that same hashtag, the MND loud and proud and I saw people share their stories. Mm-mm. Like, I knew when this. I knew when I saw Rachel Weisz in The Mummy. Like, that's one one of the stories that was told. I, I knew when I had a crush on, you know, our neighbor. It was just very interesting. Uh, men, women, everybody was telling their stories Mm-mm. using that hashtag. So, again, it, it brought inspiration. She knew her platform. And, again, it's just taking her power back. Yes. After getting her own story stolen. 
So because she's smart and she knows that it is going to inspire people and she knows it's important too. Um, and that it was the right time to finally tell her story. But as I said, she she never hid it. And, and that's what she always said. E- even in the Vogue interview, she said, I never hid it. It was yes. an open secret. When people asked me, I never denied it. And that's true. I noticed that even from like her past interviews, when she's asked about it, she never quite denies it. And <laughs> she just will say she's single. So I always thought it was like, oh, that's a very interesting way to answer um, that question. Um, but, you know, as she, she she said, like, it was never something that she hid. She just thought that it was going to be her own time Mm-mm. and her own story to tell. And finally, she did. And I think she inspired many, many people. And I'm super and proud of her, uh, what she did. I have, like, so much love for that girl <laughs> you know that but and i mean this is like someone that has actually no no you, i mean this is someone that actually met her hung out with mm. her like that that girl's like super super genuine um one of like the most fascinating conversations i've had with another person was with her she has like a lot of like it doesn't really show because she she kind of comes off like very very strong-willed and strong-minded Mm-mm. So she doesn't really get to be vulnerable. And a lot of people say like, that's why they say she's not relatable because she she seems to have like this very malakas na the thing, right? That's mm-hmm. why, you know, people are like, oh, very intimidating. But once you get to know her and like the sort of like, you know, the, the passion that she has, for example, with autism uh, awareness and just like the change of policies and just how she views things in life like even some of the injustices that we've talked about like she's just like such a genuine person Mm -hmm. and you know i'm i'm glad that she's getting to tell her story and she's gaining supporters because of it and plus she said she's really open for a gl let's go (laughs) let's go she said like she actually was supposed to do previous gls before but the scheduling didn't work. She accepted two mm-hmm. GLs, but because of scheduling. Oh, hopefully. Um, but she said she's still very open na with the yun. right script Mm-mm. and the right casting. She said, uh, I'm so open for it. Um, so yeah, it can't be. I volunteered the other daughter. No, the funny thing was, she even asked <laughs> for the link once and I oh, just no. did not reply. <laughs> So kung siya nga hindi ko ni-reply like GL or something like that. Tweet, sabi ko, I volunteer the other daughter. No. Same I zone. Don't want her to that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, with these celebrities kasi just be true to who you are na lang, no. Yun na lang talaga magagawa nila because whatever you do, people will say something about it. Yeah. And Damned if you do, damned if you don't. When she wasn't talking about it, people would resurface these photos of her parang egging a reaction from her. Yeah, even now called her when she Sarah, came out, it's na. for clout naman. When she came out, yeah. for <laughs> so, clout naman. And just, I'm like, oh, so where is she gonna go? Just do you. But the you. thing is, I think, and I think like the sapics have her back. Like, yes. I, I, I've seen like people like really swear their loyalty to her and like they, lo- they love her. Um, and yeah, I, I'm I'm just super proud of her, and like the hate that she's getting is just like so undeserved. But mm-hmm. um, I think she can win these people just with how I know her. She she'll prove them all wrong. 
I'm confident she can prove them all wrong. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and even with just like, you know, how she handled this, it, it shows that she has a lot of strength and integrity and has like a really good heart. And it's it's great that she's going to do a lot uh, for the community too, while also still pushing her advocacy. So yeah, mm-hmm. much much do we know why we, uh, do her. we know why she's pushing for autism awareness before oh yes mm-hmm. um i do know uh, and i think she's uh open about it so that's actually one of the reasons why i first started supporting her a lot of people mm-hmm. are like why did you ever support her? if if you notice you can search my twitter since like 2019 just for the no. sake of having an advocacy yeah so her her two brothers, uh, one is her older brother and one is her younger brother, are in the autism spectrum. Mm-mm. So and she's very very like passionate about it. Like we've had like long discussions about autism. Mm-mm. Um, my my nephew has autism. My nephew Daniel has autism, and I haven't really encountered kasi, like a celebrity that, except for like Candy Pangilinan, Mm-mm. that has like really advocated for the awareness and also like just you know embracing like autism as like part of our world mm-hmm. and like change in policies and everything because some people are like just autism awareness yeah this exists but there's not like a lot of like heart or fervor in it mm-hmm. um and i saw it with michelle that's the very first thing that i noticed about her that's why i started like supporting her as a miss world philippines mm-hmm. palang because i was like oh that's her advocacy and the way she talks about it is like something that I can relate to and you can tell that's very personal for her yes she's all about change change of policies getting them hired for example um having more um you know resources in schools for it having more people diagnosed so this is like a lifelong mission for her this is like her advocacy and I said and I said it before when I met her like we probably talked like two hours just about you know oh how do you do this how, how, how about like your brothers oh have you ever heard of this kind of blanket the weighted blankets really work oh does your does your nephew use headphones my brothers use headphones when they're traveling so mm-hmm. it's like really ingrained it's like part of her life mm-hmm. and you can see even in like the recent Jessica Soho um, interview that she had like just the way she has like this empathy and the way she views um, you know autism you can tell that it's just like someone that this is coming from her heart and just someone that knows how it is to live with it even mm-hmm. though she doesn't really live with it but of course like if you have brothers and yes. she's the primary caregiver mm-hmm. of her brothers like you know that's that's a hard task um, you know because you know, her parents got into like recent accidents, plus they're getting older. So mm-hmm. she's the primary caregiver. That's a lot of responsibility, um, you know, for, for someone. Uh, and yeah, so this is really like for her, that's like lifelong um, autism um, advocate, uh, awareness advocacy. Yeah. And again, it's not just awareness. If you study what she does, like she's really pushing for like change in policies. Like, mupunta pa yan sa sagada, sa like mountains. To like look into, you know, like the the kids with autism there, with the, mm-hmm. uh, with autism spectrum, in the autism spectrum there. So very active again, yeah, 
ano siya talaga, marami siyang ginagawa and it ha- it's it, it's beyond pageantry. Mm-hmm. Yung mga trabaho niya sa, sa autism um, and just, you know, pushing for change in policies. Like, for real, like, she's an advocate for it. She's not just, like, you know, a pageant queen that's, like, waving around for it. In fact, for example, like, she did, like, a, a meeting recently and um, she did it in the pancake house because the pancake house in the Philippines actually um, hires people in the autism oh, spectrum. They do. It's actually one of their, oh, yeah. Nice. So again, like that's that's like the stuff that she does, and a lot of it's behind the scenes. Yes. So yeah, that's why I always like you know, um, really admired her because of her works, uh, um, so autism advocacy, yeah. Mm-mm. So it looks like we have an excellent representative for Miss yeah, Universe 2023. That's what I'm saying. That's like the biggest push that she has is really her advocacy. Mm-mm. Like, uh, you know, I, and I know a lot about what she, she does um, there. Mm-hmm. I, I was drawn in sa kanya. I was like, oh, I know a lot. And then I learned that she had brothers. Very, she's Ayun. very smart. Very smart. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. And again, uh, yeah. just keep on winning. Michelle D., Hopefully you get the crown. Alam ba November, yeah. December, or January? Uh, January. 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 Uh, Major late nga pala sila. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has a so, whole year. I mean, diba? I mean, isn't this like what she did? Like something that a winner would do? Mm-hmm. Like after you were outed, after people dug up your old photos, um, she switched the narrative yes. into an empowering one because she's smart. That's a queen right there. So that's like queen moves, you know. That's 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 Pung Miss Universe moves, and mm-hmm. and the fact that she, um, you know, she she you she she drove that narrative, and she understood that the only way that she could get through that progress is is speaking up and also inspiring others. She's going to be a very interesting contestant, and mm-hmm. I love when she's just very unapologetic, and she says like she's not gonna change for anyone. She's going to be very authentic in, in this particular, um, you know, uh, uh, part of the competition. Like, mm-hmm. she's not going to change for anyone. And I love that about her. You know, very well said, Amber. And with that, mm-hmm. we will move on to our next topic uh, for this episode. And that is the McDonald's Philippines yes. Pride ad campaign. So they came out with an ad campaign uh, featuring two ladies flirting in a mcdonald's takeout <laughs> the drive through drive through and uh by the end of the uh ad or the commercial we find out that they were actually together so they're girlfriends yeah. so this came out like two weeks ago got a lot of engagement online a lot of millions people praising it Lalo na sa Darlentina fandom, you know, with Jane Ella pairing and what happened to that project because of a certain brand, allegedly. And then this came out. So, yeah, a lot of people seem to like it. Um, it was very cute. That was my initial It was very well received. Yeah. It was very well received. And I like how wholesome it was. And it was how very cute wholesome. Because yeah. I was like wondering, like, why is this girl like not ordering a combo? Because, <laughs> you know, she just kept <laughs> skating through one yeah. order of a cheeseburger uh, uh, medium fries, uh, you know, um, you know, iced coffee, and I'm like, why, why, why don't you just order a combo? It's cheaper. Is doesn't McDonald's like you know push the combos because it's cheaper? 
But then, you know, she was doing it because, of course, she just, just wanted waiting to on her girlfriend. see her girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. She just really shift. wanted to, like, you know, <laughs> see her, her girlfriend. And that was the twist. And in the end, you know, the McDonald's worker, the one that was, like, driving the drive-thru, um, saw her and had, like, the ice cream cone. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's how it ended there. The the whole, like, uh, you know, and, of course, they did this uh, for, for Pride Month. And... You know, a lot of people are like, oh, that's why such a big deal. It's such a big deal. It's a big deal because McDonald's is like one of the biggest brands in the Philippines. And actually, there's been a lot of, I I think, young, young gay na portrayals in mm-hmm. commercials, in our different commercials, you know, in, in like Smart um, and other fast food chains, even Bench. But there was never like any kind of like WLW women loving mm-hmm. women uh, representation. It just never has happened in like a commercial. Um, so it's huge. This is a huge step. Yeah. Um, so you know that's why it's getting a lot of praise. And also, if you look at attraction, <laughs> like the millions of people watching it, people are really hungry for these types of stories being mm-hmm. told. Like hello, that's like what? It's like less than a minute. I think, right? Yeah. And it, it 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 was, you know, getting a lot of that traction and attention and engagement. Mm-hmm. Because people want these stories told. You know, there's a market for it. We cannot deny that there's a market for it. Yeah. And, you know, it's a huge deal, especially since a lot of these fast food chains, a lot of these restaurants, a lot of these corporations have contracts uh, for people. And, you know, let's 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 name names. Jollibee. Uh, mm-hmm. back in 2021 had like a casting call and one of their biggest things in their casting calls is do not cast anyone that was previously in a BL mm-hmm. so you know like that's just the kind of that's discrimination right there yeah yeah that's just the kind of environment and landscape that we are in Mm-mm. you know contracts will say that it's a moral um issue if you accept like you know queer roles so it's huge that a big company like this big corporation is willing to tell that story mm-hmm. and yeah i'm not i'm not dumb i get rainbow capitalism yes because yeah, perfect timing right it came out pride month so while it gained a lot of praise online it also got some comments it was calling out McDonald's and rainbow capitalism and rainbow capitalism is when companies or brands pretend to support or accept queer people in an attempt to attract them as customers. So what do you think about this, Amber? Is it rainbow capitalism in terms of McDonald's? What do you think? If it is rainbow capitalism, I will embrace it. So let's let's just discuss this a bit. This yes. was like actually a lot of like controversy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we're even having a controversy for like such a cute and wholesome commercial. Mm-hmm. But... You know, the, the sad part is the controversy is within the community. And this is when I find it very problematic. So I'm Filipino-American. I'm mm-hmm. very familiar with these two cultures. A lot of the people bashing this commercial or even making fun of the commercials are actually from the West, from the U.S., mm-hmm. uh, to be honest. A lot of them are Americans. They talked about rainbow capitalism. They've talked about how shallow it is that, you know, if you want sapphic representation, why does it have to be so shallow? I, I you know, what's, you know, what, what's, you know, the push for this, you know, you know how they treat 
you know, they're LGBTQ plus employees here in the U.S. I totally get you. I understand, you know, rainbow capitalism. But the thing is, Americans are so ethnocentric. And what I mean by ethnocentric is they think their world is everyone else's world. They think their views, what they experience is everyone else's experience. So they live in a society that is post-marriage equality, right? <laughs> like in the U.S., this is all very normal. The fact that there's even mm. rainbow capitalism shows how this is a very normal thing for them. Mm-mm. They are talking to a developing country that doesn't even like that cannot even pass like the soji bill right yes that we cannot even pass like you know um just a simple bill that will protect the rights of lgbtq plus individuals we're talking to a very catholic country that again will have contract stipulations that if you know an actor even gets involved in any kind of queer uh, projects, you know, it's it's not going to be good for their career, or it's a moral, um, you know, it's it's a it's wrong morally. Like there's a moral code that you're violating in a contract. So that's the thing about, and I notice a lot of these people are either from the U.S. or the U.K. And this is my thing for you, people of the West. And again, I'm Filipino American. Stop being ethnocentric. Mm-hmm. You, you, if you're going to look at Southeast Asia. Think of the U.S. probably back in 1990. That's that's mm-hmm. how far back you have to go. Back when the U.S. only had fried green tomatoes as like their best epic representation. And, you know, you cannot compare your world, which is like post-marriage equality world, to, you know, a country that's very Catholic, very mm-hmm. conservative, you know, that yes we'll have because they'll say like well it looks like you know you have a lot of representation you have gay entertainers and you know you have like you know sapphic stories being told yes but in like you know only for entertainment if we're talking about gay performers only if they're funny but you know once they talk about anything about being romantic or anything about their relationship it's like a no-no if we're talking about sapphic representation barely any kind <laughs> um it, it has to be like a special feature in a, in a special channel to mm-hmm. even get you know the sleep with me treatment the last very mainstream um sapphic representation that we had was like over seven years ago it's eight years mm-hmm. ago so I, again this is like my issue with that if it is rainbow capitalism for this country for this society and where it is right now we are embracing it because mm-hmm. it has to be normalized, you know, and the fact that a big corporation is 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 doing this, it's a step forward. And again, for Americans, for you know, a lot of these, you know, um, you know, in, in Twitter users from the West, if you're going to judge the Philippines for it, you have to go back. Think of the US again, like you're in 1990, 91. Mm-hmm. So that's that's like my main issue here. It's like just just you know you must be very fun at parties. Like it's so <laughs> obvious that like you know a bunch of like these um, Filipinos are are celebrating it. Why do you have to like rain on their parades <laughs> or at least like have have like some sort of understanding? Mm-mm. And if like you know if a minority or if an oppressed, you know, minority or disenfranchised minority is telling you about their experience or about their country don't correct them and and feel like 
you know, you have, you know, the, the best knowledge about their own experiences and their country. So that was like the thing too. Instead of just like apologizing, going like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't understand. That's what your country is going through. Mm-hmm. It's like they're really fighting it. Kulang na lang. Like really, I'm just waiting for them to go like, you savages just don't know that much. That's mm-hmm. like what I'm, I'm I'm seeing here. And this was also an issue back when we did The Rich Man's Daughter. Mm-hmm. A lot of like American fans are just very ethnocentric. And it, it's disappointing, <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, because, you know, you... If you are going to enjoy, you know, content from other cultures, I think you have to take off your American lenses and understand that culture and our nuances and what that society is going through. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just like it's a very you're sounding like such a colonizer. (laughs) That's what it is. This is such a it's a very tricky thing. No, Uh, it's tricky because when they call out these types of ads, it's not like it's unfounded because there's some truth to it because there are brands out there that's really doing rainbow capitalism, yeah. like profiting off. Especially in the US, I yeah. think. I think there's like a huge thing in yes, the US. Yes. Like rainbow like, capitalism. Yeah, for example, really like Disney, right? Disney sells Pride merchandise, Disney, but at the same time, they Target. donated to every politician who supported that bill, uh, which prohibits like school teachers from discussing sexual orientation Correct. or gender identity. Correct. So there exactly. are these types of corporations. But I think if you're commenting on a country or an ad from the Philippines, you have to understand the political climate in that country. Correct. I think a lot of these comments are coming from or like ignorance. And it is. Um, yeah, I would say so. It's a little bit tricky right but it's because i'm saying you yeah. know it's not like it's ignorance they're just calling sure. it out just for the sake of calling mm-hmm. it out there's basis because for there are brands yeah there are brands right. doing this uh but yeah. then it's again ignorance, yeah for sure. <laughs> but then again you have to understand the political political climate of that country and for me i'm glad that we're having these discussions maybe it's rainbow capitalism but at least we are pushing forward it's progress these, already yeah, that's how backwards we are Yes, we're embracing rainbow <laughs> capitalism. That's what you need to understand. Mm-hmm. It's just like a very different society. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it's like you know you have to look back at the U.S. back in like ninety, ninety, ninety-one. Yeah. If you even want to compare, um, and and I think yeah, I agree. It's ignorance, but a lot of it's arrogance too. Because once the Filipinos start explaining things to them, they're still very defensive. To, quote, educate, no, educate yeah. the Filipinos <laughs> about it. And I'm like, look, these people are not dumb. And then, like, they even said, like, it was false advertising because, mm-hmm. like, who uses, you know, skates to, like, drive through? It's like, in the Philippines, they do. It's not the point. They showed, like, not the and, point. And then, like, they even, <laughs> and then they even showed, like, you know, what McDonald's in the Philippines look like. Like, they said, like, it looks like it's false advertising. And I'm like, not all McDonald's looks like that. Like Again, I, it's like, not the point. Really, some of it's, like, just, just you, you, you know, I just want to say, like, do you really want to just say, like, you're savages at this yeah. point? <laughs> Like and they think that we're caping for McDonald's. No, that's not the thing. What they're caping for is just more exposure. There's more of these stories being told and for these stories to be normalized. That's all mm-hmm. they are pushing for. They're not being McDonald's fangirls. They're 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 pretend <laughs> the way they're seeing it is almost like, you know, these people will have like, you know, Ronald McDonald's on their posters. Like, you know, like they're K pop girl groups. <laughs> no these people are appreciating that finally there's like mainstream exposure Mm -hmm. and for things like this to be normalized for people to see it on screen so that's that's what the big thing is yeah so i guess um 
as consumers, um, this also teaches us that we have to also be critical, critical as consumers, what right? Of what yeah. we're watching. We have to do our due diligence. Uh, are these brands really supportive of the LGBTQ plus causes or it's just fake activism and they just want your money? Because there are brands out there that are like that. The thing that makes it wrong is, for example, if this corporation is like shouting, okay, gay rights. But then again, in other areas, they are doing more harm to the community. Then that's that's not okay, right? So we also have to be critical. I'm not saying that the McDonald's um, ad is rainbow capitalism. You know, I'm all for it. Um, anything that pushes forward gay rights or because ads like this, especially with huge corporation like McDonald's puts out an ad in the Philippines, it kind of normalizes LGBTQ plus in mainstream media. And I think it's also the sign of, a, of the, it's a sign of the times, right? I don't think companies would do this if they don't think it's socially accepted. So, and yeah, it's progress for sure. Yeah. And campaigns like this further normalizes it in the mainstream media. So yeah, it will further normalize it. Cause imagine this is going to be shown on like the, like on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, for Lolas and Titos to like Titos to see all, you know, yeah. while they're watching, you know, their favorite Coco Martin show, that was gonna be shown. I, I mean, it's it's very important. Like, and I and and again, we're not dumb. We understand what rainbow capitalism is, mm-hmm. but we have to look at the context, political climate, where the society is, and everything. And again, this is my advice to Americans: if you're going to look at Southeast Asia, look back like 1991. U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. for political climate to where society is in terms of progress with LGBTQ plus representation. Mm-hmm. And it's good to know then which brands are supportive of the community and which ones are not. <laughs> not mang inasal. Diba? I joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see, diba? Ako, wala man ako narinig from McDonald's that they are like like in other from McDonald's, areas. Philippines, yeah. Yeah, from McDonald's, Philippines, I don't think I've heard anything from McDonald's, yeah. Philippines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in in terms of like, you know, I talagang ganyan, which is like companies would act one way, like yes. during Pride Month, but like all their other actions, the politicians that they're supporting, the bills that mm-hmm. they're supporting, yeah, say union. something else. Um, yeah, that's when it's off. But yeah, you know, and you t- you mentioned it, Disney, Target. Right, that these are like the ones that are, you know, getting like hot water. Mm-hmm. Chick Fil A, you know, they they support a lot of like gay conversion therapies while mm-hmm. they're also going Happy Pride. So yeah, yeah those right, so- those things, yes, we can be critical of. We can do more research on on that. And I'm not saying that rainbow capitalism does not exist. And again, I I totally understand. But just for this one, for this little wholesome commercial it's so wholesome i don't oh, know why it would be even Minsan, controversial yung mga ibang comments ang alayo na nang narating <laughs> this is like it's, it's so just sweet me. and wholesome like what 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 is the issue here <laughs> so yun super super wholesome so, super debate ne eh. oh <laughs> oh it's like it's such a wholesome like one minute commercial like can can't we just you know enjoy it Mm-mm. like you know finally we're getting some sort of representation and that's when you know that there's really you know, um, that hunger for representation when an, a McDonald's ad got millions of engagement. So that's where we are at in terms Mm-mm. of our society and political climate and where representation is. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. And one of the girls pala, you know, I remember Kays and De La Serna. When I saw the ad, I was like, parang familiar She's siya. She's an athlete, right? Yeah. And the reason why was because I saw her at SEA Games. Just the recently concluded SEA Games. So, I didn't see her, but I didn't, I didn't connect. So, it was a cute little commercial. And I haven't seen Kai any other Mahinay. brands. Yeah. Kai Mahinay, Ako yeah. I know si Kai Mahinay. Um, just because like medyo may pagka uh, social media influencer na siya. Mm-mm. So I, I knew her. I didn't know like the girl like that was into sports. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's very cool seeing that kind of, you know, very wholesome um, commercial. So to the producers, the directors, you know, powers that be, imagine a one minute commercial getting millions and millions of engagement. But Mm-mm. more if you actually did like, you know, a very proper <laughs> you know, oh, diba? um, series or even just like a mini market series or a movie. Mm-hmm. May market naman talaga. We just, you know, need to address it. Grabe, no? Like one, less than one minute commercial, very wholesome commercial. It developed into this whole discussion about rainbow capitalism. Whole debate. <laughs> whole debate about that. Like, you know, I, for me, I'm calm not... Calm down. Yeah. But I, I like debates like this, right? Because it opens you up to different point of views and perspectives then. But again, you know, you have yeah. to be careful about what you comment online, especially if you're ignorant about, about certain things. Um, it makes you look like you're, you don't know what you're talking about. And you trigger a lot of people. <laughs> At least, like, be humble enough if someone corrects you yes. or Uh-oh. tells you their experience. At least, like, you know, don't... Like double down, jeez! Mm-mm. Like just you know, be humble enough, and or or like do the research. Yeah, you know, you're all like chronically online. But at least like just do the research to understand why Filipinos were so defensive when people criticized that McDonald's ad. Mm-mm. You know, it's coming from somewhere. And tayo tayo pa magawa ano ba yan? Puro taka LGBTQ plus community rin about it. Mm-mm. Americans just stop being so ethnocentric. If you don't know what that means, you can research that word. Just, <laughs> your lenses are not the only lenses in this world. But mm. on other things about sapphic representation, yes, and we're talking about mainstream representation. I, I'm telling you, I watch Dirty Linen, and mm-hmm. yeah, we have a sapphic sapphic couple on on Dirty Linen. Yeah, and they're uh, no, um. Ano ang name nila? Liolga. Si Leona, si Leona and Olga mm-hmm. ang, ang names nila. I'm not familiar Played with by... them. I wasn't familiar with them un- until, uh, because I'm, I wasn't watching Dirty Linen, um, until lumabas yung mga memes and also mga clips of mm-hmm. Liolga. You also told me about it. I thought you'd stop, you stopped watching Dirty Linen. That's why. Yeah, I, I still watch it. I just don't talk about it because it's just like, you jumped the shark. It's <laughs> just not a very good show anymore but you know i already you started were all it. Praises, Usually start... you were all praises when yeah, you started the first, the first the first like probably three weeks was very strong mm-hmm. and then once they did like this whole twist with a fight club it just went bonkers and it's just like <laughs> the slowest thing ever and like characters their decisions just don't make sense it's been like quite a dud and the only reason why i'm still watching really i think is for the acting it's it's like an acting showcase they have like you know the creme de la creme in terms of like that that casting but man that story it's 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 definitely jumped the shark but 
that said, they did like some twists here and there. Although I saw it coming, although Mm-mm. you know, since I've been watching it since the beginning, I always knew that Andrea's character, um, Olga, had had feelings for Leona. It, it's it's very obvious. They they showed it from the beginning Mm-mm. that her love is like unwavering, unrequited, but unwa- un- un- unwavering. And then they decided, you know, I mean, like the writers decided that at some point by season two that Leona finally reciprocates um, her feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that now they have a relationship and, you know, th- they have like this whole, you know, debacle because, you know, Janice in that story is married to John Arcilla's character, Carlos. Mm-mm. And Carlos is like recently passed away in the story, and she has to confront the reality with her son, her kids, that hey, you know, this is what I am. And she, she talked about it like it was like the most normal thing, like it wasn't like a big coming out scene, but more like you know, this is who I love, and this is just what love is. And I thought it was very well done, like her her confession scene to her son, mm-hmm. even though her son chose not to understand her um but actually you know the their story is actually one of the stronger aspects of the show mm-hmm. um bury your gay trope sila kasi so Pero, um wait this... for context if you're listening this is the first time you're hearing about this dirty linen is a series in the philippines and these are two characters there and they're, they're middle-aged actresses middle-aged actresses so which is a very big thing because a lot of sapphic representation even like in the West or like in other media has always been focused on younger people. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of like, you know, middle-aged actresses like portraying, you know, a, a love story, but that's where this is focused on. And I think that's that's a good thing because all kinds of representation mm-hmm. is, is very important. Um, but yeah, I actually going to bury your gay trope. If you haven't heard of the bury your gay trope, that is, yes, you can be gay in a show, but they're going to kill you at some point. Um, but, you know, they did that, which is they they knocked out Olga, like hit her in the head, threw her in like shark infested waters, but somehow what? she survived it. <laughs> she, she Filipino teleseries for you. <laughs> I was like, but then it's like, is she like James Bond? But yeah, she she's <laughs> alive and well. She did like a James Bond or Jason Bourne thing that even after being hit with a paddle on her head, that would probably like result to a broken skull, which is how much she was pounded and also threw in like the, the ocean in the Philippines. <laughs> she comes back and she's alive. And I was like, okay, so I take it back. I thought they were going to do the bury your gay stroke. I have a... Because if they did, I was going to be very critical. Mm-hmm. But no. I have a question, though. She's alive. If this was a younger couple, this would have gotten more traction. Do you think that it's because they're middle-aged that it's not as noisy as, you know, the younger couples? If ever, if this was a younger couple, maybe, maybe. they could have... Yeah. I didn't really know about them until you pointed it out. There are a few things about it. Like, even I was, like, very hesitant about it. And that's why I said, like, if we're going to talk about this, I think I have to, like, see it through the end mm-hmm. and how, like, how, what the portrayal is going yeah. to be. Maybe we can revisit it. Yeah, because, like, my my thing, my, my biggest criticism about just how it was portrayed 
Although the criticism in me, like my qualms has kind of died down throughout. Um, was like it was just kind of shown as, you know, the Fieros, like the mm-hmm. main villains. Like and Leona's part of the Fiero clan. Um sorry, my inga. Cut mo na lang yun. Tangina, wala tuloy ako. I don't hear it. Cut mo na lang yun. Okay. Hindi ko na, hindi na. Hagi. Okay. Basta cut mo na lang. Um, so, yeah, with, with the Fieros, they're just sort of portrayed as these very vile, very vicious villains that we're all really supposed to hate. And I always thought, like, this part of Leona's character, like Janice de Belen's character, is more like, hey, look, you know, And she's gay. Like, look at that. She's so evil. Tapos parang pagchichismisan lang ng mga tita na, oh, and she's also, you know, with her lesbian lover. Parang ganun. May parang chismis aspect. Parang it's supposed to be juicy. <laughs> and it's not like the most human portrayal. It has changed in the recent episodes. But I would admit it was just the most recent episodes. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was a little bit problematic with just how they portrayed it in the beginning. Mm-mm. Which is like, oh, look at these evil people. Ah, tapos bakla pa yan. Parang ganon yung, <laughs> yung tingin ko. So, it, it, it just doesn't really have like a very human aspect to it. Although things have changed nga in, in the more recent episodes, especially with her coming out to her son. Um, I thought that was very well done. But actually, a little trivia for you. This is not the first time Janice de Belen has played, um, you know... Like a, a, a sapphic role um, in the Fatima Buen story. God, I watched so many like Filipino movies. <laughs> She actually played a lesbian there who was in love with Chris Aquino. This was but when? was in an affair with Gina Pareño. Freaking like 94, I think. Uh, okay. I just watched all movies. This was a Mario O'Hara movie. She was Mm-mm. critically acclaimed in that one. And probably one of like the very first like sapphic roles that Mm-mm. are really shown in, in, in media. But she was a little bit like more of a darker character there because she was like in love with Chris, but also had an affair with Gina Pareño. And, and like this whole Fatima Buen story is like everyone's just in love with Chris. Everyone. <laughs> Men, women, everyone's just so, you know, she's just that much of Was a Was that a representation of the Philippine society back then? <laughs> About? I guess so. Everyone's in, like, like in, in oh. That, in, in, the, in that story, naman kasi parang Chris Aquino's character really like plays on the fact that she's very appealing. Mm-mm. So she even seduces, like, you know, a woman. Um, and, and all that but this is not the first time that Jenny okay. Stibelin has, has played this type of a role um, you know she she's definitely explored a, a similar character before the kiss pa nga sila ni Gina Pareño so ayun and my clips uh, Dirty Linen they also kissed with Andrea and her kissed right yeah, and twice they even, twice they even was that shown on Philippine TV because I don't yeah, know yeah it's I'm, shown It's shown on Philippine TV. You know, guys, why I'm asking is because MTRCB before just blocks everything <laughs> that. Yeah, they. If if I two know, characters think... do same sex characters kiss, even just a smack, mm-hmm. they block it. In the rich yeah. man's daughter, that's why we didn't get any kiss because of that. And they cut the kiss. Yeah, And that's why it was only a leaked video. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the new chair. Uh, I forgot her name, but last name is Soto. One of, May MTRCB um, Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, because I dealt with her. 
Oh, let me confess. I dealt with her because I reported those <laughs> of course you did. those sexual assault scenes in Darna and that's why they stopped because MTRCB yeah. warned them. Uh, you if know, anyone in the Darna, fandom gonna... was going to deal with an MTRCB chair, it's going to be Amber. <laughs> no, no I made like uh, I, I planned it out. Like I had like a few people with me. I think 10 of us actually submitted the scene and I don't know if you remember it. It with Regina's yeah. character, Janela Salvador's uh-huh. character, and I thought it was just so disturbing. And what I did is I compiled all the clips <laughs> that they have, you know, those types of scenes. And I worked with, you know, some of like the other people in the fandom because I because they said like, why don't we just write an open letter to ABS-CBN? I was like, that's not gonna work. It has to become somewhere else, but we don't we don't want to expose this Mm-mm. online. I said. You know, let's 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 do it with MTRCB, and actually got a response back from. Oh, talaga. Um, you know what did they yeah, say? The director. They got them in sensitivity classes, gender sensitivity classes. They also told them to have any kind, like actually put the right ratings because it was PG when it's supposed to be SPG. Uh, they gave them a warning. Holy um, shit! They went through gender sensitivity classes. The directors. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> They are also um, asked that if they're going to show scenes like that, to at least have a warning that it could be a trigger. Um, and she was very uh, fast. I think she responded within like four business days. Mm-mm. Um, I'm trying to remember her first name, pero kapatid siya ni Sarah Soto. But she was very responsive, and I like how she handled it. Lala Soto, that's her name. Lala Soto, which was. Which was familiar. let's address it with gender sensitivity mm-hmm. classes. Let's address this with this. Like she, she gave like all her action points. And to JRB. Pers- mm, this is for it, JRB. It was for for the producers and the directors. Yes. So I think that includes JRB. Mm-hmm. So JRB is gonna probably hate me some more because yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to cut this out uh, or what? <laughs> okay, no, lang. no, it's okay. You can. It's revealed, na. At it's this revealed, point, revealed, na man. Tapos na in darna. Pero I don't know. And, I, I and before I knew that you were gonna send a, some kind of letter to MTRCB, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what happened to that after. So, so because may I think that's pala. when may that's pala. yeah, that's that's when they should take action, like in things mm-hmm. like that, not like banning like same sex kisses, but more like. What's triggering? What's really bad for your children to see? And you know, you know, those types of R scenes are should not be on a PG show. Mm-hmm. So ayun. Ang galing, eh? So <laughs> it looks like this MTRCB chair is a little bit actually more lenient on some stuff. Um, it Mm-mm. really depends on what is being depicted and Eddie. and everything. And usually when they ask for it, when you have a complaint, if you ask for like give me actual clips and and like it it actually was like a very um smooth process Mm-mm. working with mtrcb but it looks like it's it's like that like parang within reason naman mm-hmm. um eh, naman, at least denied or in yeah deck. at least there's a little progress there i remember people were watching like outside from the philippines watching the mm-hmm. richmond's daughter they would always say why are they not kissing parang forehead kisses like <laughs> Puro forehead no, kiss. Okay. Yeah. Um, and one oh, reason of that, guys, is because of MTRCB. You know, it's a regulatory board that screens for and, censors. You know, yeah, or censors. So, because this is free yeah. TV, everyone has access to it. Yeah, they censor it. 
That's why I was a little bit surprised that they greenlit the Leolga kiss. Um, yeah, and I saw too, like when they were showing that I forgot what it was, but it was like this really messed up Jake Cuenca movie. But they always showed like the um, two men kissing in mm-hmm. like the trailers for that one. And even in the actual Metro Manila Film Fest, they showed like, you know, some central scenes with with the two men. So I think Medyo Masalinya tang MTRCB nowadays. Because mm-hmm. I've seen it for both. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Na naman so mga Western, ano, dyan. This is bare minimum. <laughs> but yeah. the, no, why are you so happy about it? This is like. This is where we're at. This is where we're at right now, unfortunately. I, like I said, anything that would normalize being queer in mainstream media, I'm all for it. Of course, we still have to be critical about certain things, right? Certain aspects. Hindi rin Kaya, naman pwede yeah. tanggap lang tayo ng tanggap and support lang tayo ng support. We also have to look at these uh, brands and companies cl- closely, di ba? Um, or even like how a story is being told. Yes. Uh-uh. Like before, there was like a big thing about like Jen Mercado kissing like Rian and all that and like people were celebrating. It's like, not really because, you know, the the bisexual character there played by Jen was portrayed as like a complete Mm-mm. psycho like a complete like you know it wasn't like the best portrayal like it was all the stereotypes na parabang if you're with someone na you know na sapphic na baka mamanyakin ka like all the bad stereotypes <laughs> were portrayed in that character oh, so, na before di ba mga earlier versions or earlier stories that has sapphic character that has a sapphic oh, character ganun yung ano Ganun yung characterization. Yung manya, sobrang stereotypical. Sobrang, um, you know, predatory ang portrayal. Mm-mm. So, and even with this, like, you know, the Leona Olga one, I still look at it with very critical lenses, which is like, okay, but parang, you know, this is just a facet of her character to just make her more controversial. Na kontrabida pa siya, and gay. So, you know, for for me, uh, jury's still out in, on how I would actually, like, like to see that um portrayal ni Leona Chani Olga. Um, but I've seen some improvements at least, like you know, more human now portrayal. Mm-mm. Um but like we still have to think critically and not just consume everything and support everything. Yes. <laughs> um may limit then that but I think like you yeah. have to be very critical of the media that we're consuming. But in general, you know, let the gays have their fun. Every time na lang ano. Because sometimes even if you post like the cutest thing on the internet like post a picture of the cutest cat someone will have a shady comment about it <laughs> so someone will always rain on your parade it must be fun and parties right? oh very fun and parties oh gosh so but we're happy about this so we're happy that you know we got a cute little commercial from mcdonald's uh philippines at least because we know other brands or fast food chains out there that won't even touch it JFC um, yes JFC <laughs> Jollibee Food Corporation hi everyone back in <laughs> Jollibee <laughs> so I I guess their stand is really traditional family values yun yung narinig from one of my sales friends who deal yeah. with mm-hmm. brands like this um, he's with a huge network um, and yeah that's their stand according to according to him and talagang family, traditional values, they're not, as of now, they're not willing to be as progressive. 
Ayaw nga nila na nakita na sa BL eh. So that's how strict they mm-hmm. are. So that's that's a fact ba? Na that's what, yeah. you know, it was the released. casting call. It was released. Okay. The casting call was released that, mm-hmm. you know, if you came from a BL, we're not interested. Mm-hmm. Ano ka yung reason? Why? It's because of the... That's talagang yeah, branding ganun. nila talaga. Okay. May stigma siguro for them. They're not... They just want to be very, like, I guess... I don't know. <laughs> We don't family know. oriented. I <laughs> yeah. guess very conservative. Very conservative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so ayun, I guess like traditional families what mm-hmm. they're going for. Because anything gay cannot be family oriented, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or wholesome. Para sa kanila ano na yun, immoral na or sexy na ata, I don't know. Mm. Okay. Of course we have a lot of things to say. <laughs> about that especially if you're yeah, a family breadwinner um yeah so whatever and also just talking about like thinking critically and all that like the media that we consume and just kind of going back to like you know why we need to support people like michelle especially mm-hmm. if we're in the community um so a lot of people are like you know okay why do we have to support her um I, in my opinion people like her are the ones that we need to support that needs mm-hmm. like the rabid support of the community not people who pander um mm-hmm. she legit understands our story and and it understands like you know why this needs celebrating um you know kasi lagi na natin nasasabi oh tagal na natin sinasabi na oh bakit walang out na mainstream star or um bakit you know wala pa tayong mga you know actresses na nagsalita about you know their their queerness ayan no meron na So, you know, that but she's showing you the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, in, 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 you've been asking for it, right? People have been asking for it for so long, Mm-mm. but we cannot keep asking for representation and refuse people who are willing to give us that. So, mm-hmm. yun din ang ano ko. Kasi, I, I just remember during, you know, and again, this is just my own issue. It's, you can tweet what you want. But I also remember when, like, um, her hashtag was being pushed, you know, other. Uh, fandoms would try to like overpower the hashtag with like you know uh, you know with with some other thing and there was a reason why you know a lot of people in the sapphic community was was pushing for her hashtag kasi nga yun yeah, we understand that it's very very important it's not because kasi namin tabunan yung other pairings uh it's it's more like you know we we need that it, in everything it's 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 someone that we've been asking kasi ang tagal-tagal na lagi minung sasalita na bakit walang queer actress na mainstream bakit ano Mm-mm. oh ayan no <laughs> meron na Mm-mm. so i think you know that that kind of support you know needs to be shown like it needs to be celebrated and that's also like part of like how we're thinking critically about who we support too Mm-mm. it's not just who we consume but who we support Is this yes. person pandering? Mm-hmm. Is this person like really representing? Yeah. And there she is, yeah. bravely representing. Um, so yun. Mm-hmm. That's another thing too. When since we're in the topic of thinking yes. about the media that we consume, and, like thinking critically about this. And it's it also has to um show yeah, with so, the public figures. Yeah, so it applies too. to everyone and everything right mm-hmm. celebrities public figures too public mm-hmm. figures um companies brands so hindi big sabihin na okay they're shouting they are for gay rights eh, mm-hmm. we're like ano na hurrah um we need about to decipher it. yes we need to mm-hmm. decipher the real advocates and 
who's just pandering. So mm-hmm. that's very important yeah. too. Mm-mm. We hope that we see more brands um, championing LGBTQ plus causes as well. Na genuine, right? <laughs> genuine, talaga. Genuine, yeah. Not because they want to profit off of the community. All right, so. That concludes our episode for today. <laughs> and thank you for joining us. You know, we just chatted about Safit issues. Hopefully, um, we can actually talk about a show again soon. Yes. So thank you so much for joining us. Again, this is Tessa. I'm joined by Amber, who's also Althea Moves on Twitter. You can also follow the podcast uh, on Twitter at Step Podcast. And we'll see you again soon. Hopefully with a review for the next Brother show. review or maybe show. another episode such as like this. Again, thank you guys. Have a great week ahead. And happy yeah, Pride. Happy Pride, Mom. Happy Pride, everyone. Yes. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye.